The Bite Goes On is up next, but first, check out this other great show on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Destination Eat Drink. I'm Brent Peterson, host of Destination Eat Drink, the travel podcast for foodies. This week, we're in Santa Fe, New Mexico for red chilies and green chilies and a side of pozole, plus something called a Frito pie. Download Destination Eat Drink today on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. The following is a presentation of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Hi, and welcome to The Bike Goes On, where we talk about all things food. My name is Brian Casey. I'm here with my friend, Sandra Bernstein. Hi, Brian. How you doing? Good. How are you? I'm doing really well, actually. Yeah. It's a new week. It's Monday. Um, so much is happening in the world. That's for sure. But we're having fun. Yeah. Um, yeah, this is, uh, I'm really excited today. I have a very dear old friend, not in age, but in how long I've known you because it's at least, at least. 24 years. Yeah, and, and Beyonce one, was that long yeah, ago. Yeah. Oh, did you guys work uh, at Beyonce together? Yeah, Marilee Olson is our guest today mm-hmm. from Welcome, Preserve, Thank you. Preserve Thank Farm you. So Kitchens. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we we did we didn't work together, but yeah. I, you know we Marilee was at Beyonce before I was at Beyonce. And actually, maybe two or three chefs before Linda yeah. Welch was there. I was the opening chef. You were the, yeah. I was there when Nine, we were working from the trailer. Yes, yes. 89. I had 89. Just moved here. I started yeah. in 93. Yeah, yeah. So, and I was only there for a year, yeah, but I well, put together the Calatal program. Yeah, that's oh, incredible. Wow. Yeah. Do you still have that cookie recipe? Oh, that chocolate? chocolate. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. You know what? That was an adaptation from a Maida heater oh, recipe. Interesting. Yeah. That we yeah. have a pretty good chocolate chip cookie right yeah, now. Yeah, I think so you do. I can't complain. Yeah. 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 yeah from that Chris Bake Shop. That cookie was good. Wait, so yeah. do you have a history? Did you go to culinary school? I did. Oh. I did. Yes. I went to California Culinary Academy in yeah. 85, 86, 86. I graduated. I think I graduated in 86. Oh, my God. I know I graduated. I'm just I not sure I went to the year. restaurant school. 85, oh, 86. Yeah, That's so, when I graduated. Yeah. yeah in yeah. Philadelphia. How bizarre yeah. is that? Isn't that something? Oh, I didn't know that. Yes. We didn't know that about each other yes. before. We were in culinary yeah. school at the yeah. same time yeah. on opposite sides Oppos- right? of the country. Yeah. That's incredible. Yep. Yep. So funny. But CCA, CCA is still going, right? It's it's now, I think it's a cordon bleu or oh, on to okay. its next iteration after that. It's uh, gone it's through a, a lot. Of, it's still a culinary program. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. yeah. Um, some great people were in my class. Uh, I mean, really great people whose names I'm suddenly going blank on. But they were great. They were awesome. I mean, two of the top women chefs in the country came out of my class. I was going to say, that was a rare, that was a unique time. I think that was a time where you had a lot of the chefs that we now know, you know, as the the great chefs of wine country um, culinary scene. Absolutely. uh, And women were really coming into their own in kitchens starting about then. It was finally the, the, you know, we were we were being led into the kitchens. Oh, Julia Child uh, showed us that we could do it right when <laughs> yeah. we were at you know home what? watching KQED. I own a Julia Child desk. Really? I you do. bought her desk? I didn't buy it. A friend of mine 
um, Jim Dodge. Jim. Jim. You know Jim. We got to get Jim on the Wait, podcast. Who is? Oh, my Jim, Jim Dodge. Great, great oh, chef. And one of the writes, nicest yeah. people in the world. Yeah. One, he wrote comes one to of the Sonoma. top selling yeah. baking books ever. Yeah. An American baker. He's a really baker. cool guy. Very, very sweet. Yeah. Um, so he's on the board. He was good friends with Julia. Oh. And he's on the family foundation board or whatever. And he inherited this desk, this whole office suite. Wow. And he just couldn't keep it. So he kind of lent it to me permanently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Is it a big desk? A no, small desk? No, you know it's what? A it's like desk? a Scandinavian design. <laughs> it's like an it's Ikea not, desk? It's like, it's that a, you it's have to put together? It's a step up from Ikea. Oh, Julia. Yeah. If she I sat mean, on the desk, it would break. I, I mean, exactly. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that's still very cool. It's still cool. Yeah. I get to tell people. Yeah, that is this cool. This is Julia Childs. Yeah. This is one of her desks. Yeah, yeah. that is It very was cool. one of the desks in her in uh, mm-hmm. a home office at one point. Yeah. yeah, that is neat. I know. I like that. Yeah. yeah. Where was your first chef job? Um, I went back to, I was from Oklahoma at the time. I went back to Oklahoma and did... Um, you know, I was never a line chef. I always did development. So I worked for two friends who had restaurants in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and they needed somebody to do some new recipes for them and, and, or do some baking at night or whatever. I worked odd hours. And um, so when I finished culinary school, I went back. First, I was a baker. A seriously failed baker. Mm-hmm. And Cheryl, if you're out there, you know of what I speak. <laughs> <laughs> Cheryl was one of the owners. And, um, oh, my God, I was a failed baker. I, I, I practically brought down the business on in one day. I don't believe it. Oh, no, it's true. What did Get you Cheryl do? on the did show. Did you put salt instead I, of sugar? They, so they, <laughs> this is such a great story. Um they sold Danish only on Sundays. And this was a world-class bakery in Tulsa, Oklahoma, mm-hmm. back in its day. And I was an avid fan of this, of this bakery. And I was friends with one of the owner, other owners who has since passed away. And so um, my job on Fridays was to make the de Trump for the Danish. Well, I got, you know thinking La La Land or who knows what, I forgot to put the yeast in the dough. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of important. <laughs> so I come in on Sunday after my long bike ride to get my Danish, and I'm getting, you know, evil eyes from everybody. And the case is full of muffins Ooh. instead, which they had never done, because muffins aren't really art. And... Um, and yeah, they kept me on for another month. Oh, it was good. very gracious. A month? Them. Just a month. Until <laughs> <laughs> they found somebody who would pay attention. Oh. Yeah, I'm much better. You know, it's interesting, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, not all, but many, many, many chefs, they, they either fall into the I'm a great cook camp or I'm a great baker because you got to be a yep, scientist for to sure. be a baker. We've talked about this on podcasts yeah. before, and, and I've worked in so many hotels and restaurants. It's weird. It's sort of like, it's almost like the front of the house, back of the house. You yes. have, definitely have two contingents. It's the people that measure yes. and the people that 
that deglaze pants. Exactly. <laughs> and for some reason, they are not the same type of people. I like, you know, I'm a double fire sign. I'm a double Aries. And I, I like fire. Yeah, I, I just want to cook with fire. Yeah. My wife is the baker. I'm the, yeah. I'm the saute person. Oh dear! So so it was there, and then it was a um, a, a Southwest Mexican, a, a New Mexican restaurant in Tulsa that was awesome, and uh, uh, and another friend who had a, uh, a place called Queenie's. Her name's Ruth Young, and she's still in business. Wow! All these years later, so I got three hours of sleep in between working all these jobs. Oh God! You know. What yeah. you do in those yeah. days, right? Yeah, there's no, you don't think of, you don't think about it. Yeah. You just get it done, and you just do it. Do you watch that Andrew Zimmern show on? No, but on, I oh, did just awesome. watch Ugly Delicious, the new episodes with David Chang. Yeah, that was excellent. I'm yeah. now watching the, his series on Netflix where he goes around with different people. Um, one of them is breakfast, Kate, lunch, dinner. One of them is Kate McKinnon. Yeah. Um, but the one I was watching last <laughs> night was fun. the one where he went with this woman. She's a, a writer and an actress in, um, in Hollywood. Um, but they went around to their favorite spots in LA. That's and, fun. And it fun was cool show. seeing yeah. some of the nice. Japanese yeah. food that they yeah. went to. And then they went to a, a hot and juicy. Hot Do you know juicy? what that is? No, no. It's a place with that, that does shrimp and Crayfish, crawfish, whatever. Oh. And it's called hot and juicy. Hot and juicy, and that's the one of the styles you get. You order like a pound or two pounds, and the, and it comes to your table in a plastic bag, and you tell them the amount of heat that you want, and then you. I think they give you bibs. Oh yeah, <laughs> and, of course. And you yeah. just sit there and go for it. And what was funny is David Chang said, or or it was the the woman that he was with said, this is one of the only restaurants where you have Asian people and African American people that all together pretty much come uh, together and they are both so happy at this <laughs> restaurant. Uh, but it, that looks like a fun show and it looks like they yeah, do one I'll with um, Seth out. Rogen as well. Oh, I, they, th- I oh, saw that, that one. Okay. I did. I they were stoned the whole I'm time. Sure it was hilarious. Yeah. 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 It was fun. But I, I like this episode, this one too, because it was about, it actually was about him, his wife, giving birth to their first baby and talking with a lot of restaurant tours about what it's like, you know, how did you do it with a baby with children? How did you do this? And how many women do we know that are in the business that never had children? Right. Because there was just no time, no no space to do that. I'm amazed by the people that you know, and I guess this month is International Women's Month right. year, whatever. Um, I just, you know, a big shout out to people it, that really can have kids and raise responsible right. humans and still have a passion yeah. for their career and yeah. do it. Yeah. I, I, I don't know how they do it. It amazes me. Well, you know, I think it, I, it okay, so here we go down the, the political you know, Uh-oh. wormhole a little bit, but <laughs> I think part of the problem with that is that, that you know the margins are so difficult in the restaurant business, right? Yeah. It's the business I'm in now is is similar, um, but not that pressure to perform every you know every right. meal period. That's, yeah, that's on, on stage. Yeah, so well, we should wait. We should go back one step and tell people your company right now. Oh, okay. Just right. so they can put, make yeah. sense of where we're going to go. Okay. So, um, what year? Night, uh, 10 years ago, 2010. 2010. I, I was at the farmer's market in Sebastopol buying the best strawberries ever. 
sold oh, by Nancy Skull. Our mutual friend. Uh-huh. Nancy was just such a such an amazing person and I just loved her. We became very good friends. I loved her husband too. Even I never little, met him. Oh, such a curmudgeon, I but yeah, I, I so loved was him. she. <laughs> yeah, oh my both of gosh. them. Gosh, that's why yeah. they were so good together, I yeah. guess. Um, so I was, it was a Sunday, and I was buying uh, my two or three pints of strawberries, which were three times more expensive than yeah, anybody else's, it, totally. but worth it. And, um, and she had two or three flats of berries left over, and it was the end of the market on a Sunday. And I said, what are you going to do with those? She said, well, I'm going to go home and compost them. And I was like, are you kidding? Could you... Like, I just, like, blurted out, why don't you let me make you some strawberry jam out of them instead? And she said, okay. And uh, and Nancy really kind of helped launch this business, which then was Preserve Sonoma, based on trying to avert some of that farm food waste. Yep. You know, perfectly good stuff, which... Ten years ago, people were barely talking about it, yeah. and now it's you know now now we hear about it all the time, and um, so that's that's what I started, and that's what I still do under a different name now, and uh, and Nancy. What's the name now? Now it's Preserve Farm Kitchens. And what is that? Why did you change the name? I changed it. Um, I changed it primarily because I feel that if we can build this model, a farm to kind of pantry, small, right-sized food manufacturing model, um, then it's replicable. In, oh, so you could have it in other states. You could have it in other states that are, you know, that have an agricultural base near mm -hmm. some metropolitan areas, mm -hmm. and so. It made sense, as much as I loved the name Preserve Sonoma, it has a great deal more cachet. Um, now our new logo says Preserve Farm Kitchens and then Sonoma under it, with the idea that maybe Somebody at some point could be we Tulsa could say, or, yeah, 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 Austin, that's cool. you, know, you name it. I think yeah, that's really cool. That's why cool. we changed it. Yeah. yeah. It's been quite a and journey. And so, um, I mean, I remember when you were getting into it, I remember... You were at one kitchen, but then you were working towards getting near Katati or Petaluma. I, so here's here's my uh, my early days story. First, I came to you, and we had coffee when you still had the place in Glen Ellen. We had coffee together. I and, still have that place. Oh, okay. I didn't. Yeah, know, yeah. That's okay. And well, the, orig the original the original uh, concept girl is yeah, changed. Well, it's now the Fig Cafe, yes. and the girl in the figs, and but whatever. Right, yeah, right. it's still there. Yeah. It's okay. It's I have closed places, so yes. it could be okay. a closed yes. place. <laughs> You're about even right now. So yeah, yeah I came to you, and uh -huh. I said, what do you think about this idea, Sandra? And you just were like so supportive and said, I think it's great. I think you should absolutely do this. This idea that you... You build a, you know, I mean, for lack of any better term, a food manufacturing business that's built on local farms. Mm -hmm. And and we had them. We had thousands of them across the country before the whole food system became centralized. Mm -hmm. So I started then in a little teeny kitchen in Sebastopol. And then I went from there down to Marin for five years. Oh. Because briefly I became a part of Community Action Marin thinking that we could build a, 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 a venture right, right. that could feed money to their very necessary projects. And they had a beautiful kitchen in Marin. 
So I was there for five years. And, um, and then in 2017, April of 2017, we finally moved into our own kitchen in Petaluma. But you had that kitchen... You you had you knew you were eventually going there. I think I knew I wanted to go there. Okay, I knew I, it was there. That kitchen belonged to another food company previously. Got it. That um, that went under temporarily. She's back, but she's oh, cool. much smaller and and mm-hmm. someplace else. So. Yeah, I mean, I looked for two years for an appropriate space. And I just talked to someone again the other day about what it would take for someone to build. He was asked. He was at one. He was at the Mike the Baker dinner, and he's like, "I'm a contractor. How much do you think it would cost for me to build a kitchen?" You I'm think one like, million? It's a million. I was like three hundred grand. Oh no! But this one was this one was a like ten thousand square feet. With eight stations. That's um, a million dollars. Yeah, maybe it is. Yeah. Are you talking about a ghost kitchen but to do... It, it, not like a commercial well, kitchen for people to come in? It could be a ghost kitchen, but not... Like Sonoma, it's hard to say that a ghost kitchen could work here. I don't think we have enough people yeah. in a close environment right. like a city. But more of a kitchen where there's people that are ready to take their cottage industry out of their house mm-hmm. and they have nowhere to go. Well, and... To that point, so one of the things that I did in my business was I, I, tr- I, I widened my scope because our, our minimum runs are really small. And in contract in the contracting business, the average minimum run for, let's say, food in a jar is close to 300 cases. Well, those little contract wow. people can't do that. Those little no. start out, I mean, sorry. No, that's those what our runs are. Pretty yeah, much two fifty exactly. to three hundred, and you've been around for been doing a long since ninety nine. So there are all those, and there are so many now, and have been the the, the growth of the artisan food you know business has just been going like this, like this, like this. To the viewers, my hands going up, <laughs> and or the listeners, and. Um, <laughs> uh, so they they really need a place, and here's the catch. You can't launch a successful food business and make it yourself and go out and do all your own marketing and do it all, all alone and ever have a prayer of making money. At some point, you've got to hit a certain scale. And that scale is, you know, all over the map depending on the business and and, in the business's goals. But so... So we we jumped in early days and started making products for food entrepreneurs, and um, and that's been really that's fun that's fascinating. I mean, well, can we? Let me just go back a little bit and say, in case anyone's listening out there that doesn't understand sort of what it is that you're talking about, seventy percent. I think the number seventy percent of produce that you see in your stores goes to waste. No, the the farm waste number it's not quite that high. Okay, it's so it's between it's between it's around 40% of 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 on-farm production that goes So things that you see at yeah. the farmers market, you can pretty much look at that big table, that bounty that the people have and figure almost half of it 
is yeah. not going to be sold. Or, or, or they never brought it to the market because it's cosmetically imperfect. So blemished or what yeah. they call it, gleaned, uh, exactly. something like that. So, and, yes. and we've talked about that before on the podcast, you know, those, those apples and, and, and yep. you've done it, I've done it. We've all done it where you go and you're, there's, 40 yep. apples there and you pick the best one. Right. And what happens to the ones that have the little yeah. wormhole or the little bruise or yeah. whatever, something has to happen with that food. Yeah. And so you thought, let's, let's, let's use it. Well, exactly. I it's, went around well, the markets and started talking to farmers and they did thought, did you get the produce for free? Good. So what they do is they hire us to make a product for them using their produce. Okay. So one of my really, you know, big customers is is Kpay Organics or Farm Fresh to You, mm-hmm. um, and we do thousands and thousands of pounds of excess production of heirloom tomatoes for them. Yep. We do Aprium Jam, and we do you know we do a lot of products. So yeah, they bring the produce. Dirty Girl, Joe Shermer was a new client this last mm-hmm. year, and his tomatoes are awesome. You can't imagine that any one of them would ever go to waste. Right. And um, and we turn it into a product, like and, a marinara or a right. you know chopped tomatoes or. And then they they pay us. They pay you, and then they will then sell it alongside of exactly. their fresh produce at yes. the farmers market. Yeah, which right. is beautiful because it extends the market season for them. Right. You know, right. people can come in in January to Joe's table if he has one right. at the farmers market. Then and 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 it's it's extraordinary the difference in flavor in something that comes in right from the farm. Mm -hmm. We wash it, we prep it, we cook it, it goes in the jar. The difference in flavor in that and any... Thing in the safe way, yeah. Yeah, it's it's just, it's remarkable. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, to your point about apples, I mean, here we are in Sonoma County in a major, you know, and that was a major part of our economy a long time ago. Gravenstein Apple Fair still goes on. So... So two years ago, I, um, I partnered up with a, an apple farmer in Forestville and made a Gravenstein apple syrup. And mm. all it is, and I'm sorry, I meant to bring you a bottle. I know, because I've heard about this. It's, it uh-huh. won a good food award. This year we want to go, and Michael Pollan put the neck. The I know, metal isn't that awesome? Neck. It yeah. was so nice. So it's simplicity itself, but you've got this extraordinary apple. the The orchards are getting yanked out, yeah. and well, yeah, a lot of grapes being put exactly, into. Exactly. Yeah. Which is a monoculture, so mm-hmm. you've got just you nothing really but no bees involved in the process at all. Just so yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, but I'm trying to think because we know the margins are really low, and in most situations, um, you know, in a in a just a general restaurant formula, we have just for easy numbers, thirty percent to food. 30% to labor, 30% to all your hard costs, rent, uh, insurance, stuff like that. And then, or 33%, whatever. And then you have one to 10% of profit if you're lucky. Yeah. So now you are getting that 30%, give or take, from the farm that is basically probably a discount to the farmer. So, like, because they're giving you the food, you can't really charge them the full price of what you would charge somebody if you had to buy the well, food. Well, it doesn't work like that. Oh. So, here's how it works. They, they bring me their produce, and they bring me their labels, 
and they're really paying me to make a a a, a, hand, a you know a product for them and they take it away and sell it so they still have costs involved and this is where for some farmers it doesn't necessarily make sense to do this mm-hmm. our biggest cost is labor Right. And all of the overhead, right? So it's because you buy the jars. I buy the jars. I buy mm-hmm. the ancillary ingredients. So if they're do, if right. it, let's take tomatoes, if we're doing marinara, oregano, I buy garlic, the oregano, whatever. and all I buy that. all of that. And then they pay me a certain amount, and they take it away. Mm-hmm. So it has to. And then they've got to put their margin on it at the other end. But for the most part, it makes great economic sense for farmers to do this. Yeah. It's why they, the USDA has a value-added producer grant. Um, and, and they've also got a kind of a sister grant to that for people who are in the businesses that support biz- farms to have value-added because we need local food systems back. We really do. Yeah. We 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 we're we're at our at peril with the centralized food system that we have. And something should be put in place where it's not only is it the farmer and you, but there should be some sort of third leg to it where you're being given either a grant or subsidized in some way that where that food can then go to a yes. soup kitchen yeah. or a homeless yeah. shelter or yeah. something like that where that I mean the. Yeah. That food should not Absolutely. be... Absolutely. So yeah. for about five or six years, I worked with um, Farm to Pantry, which is a gleaning mm-hmm. organization um, based in Healdsburg. And we canned tomatoes every year with a bunch of volunteers. And then last year, I did it in my kitchen for the first time, and we canned... How many pounds of tomatoes? I think we did 1,200 pounds of tomatoes with about eight volunteers in a day. Wow. And, and that all went to the Cots shelter in Petaluma. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I remember meeting with the director of the, the food bank, the Redwood Empire Food mm-hmm. Bank years ago, and he said, you know, I'm really a pinky commo, but commie by, you know, at heart because I think every, all food should be free. And doing that, Making this food available to the to the to the most insecure in our populations is unbelievable and healthy rewarding. food and healthy right, right. yeah it's not, not not a box of hamburger helper or exactly. whatever exactly yeah, a bunch of exactly. salt and chemicals right. yeah. exactly well you know years and years ago I mean people that had their farms or their gardens they put up their own stuff yes. you know they didn't do it yeah. to sell it they did it so they had food they in winter you bet. Yeah, and then and, we had community uh, canning kitchens where right. people came together right. and did it together, like the Olive Press when they did yeah. right. Community Day. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I think, um, I think we're we're woefully that that tradition still exists in a whole lot of places, even even across Europe. Um, but it's it really kind of disappeared here. Yeah, and and and. And the, and the other reason, you know, it's not just about the food waste, obviously. Mm-hmm. It's also about the fact that that food waste is contributing to, you know, our carbon footprint in the, on the planet. Right. And it's the, the number three way, according to Project Drawdown, to ameliorate that is to prevent on-farm waste and, and support sustainable farmers, the real regenerative farmers in, in the world who are, who are taking care of the soil because the soil can heal us. 
So, so do you know kitchen table advisors? Yeah, I do. I know Rusty. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. They've yeah. been on the, um, we've had them on the show. Oh, he's great. And, um, we work with, um, we had Paige and Payway from, and from kitchen table yeah, advisors yeah. and, um, oh, wait, that's advisors. Yeah, I'm thinking yeah. of kitchen town, kitchen table advisors. Oh, right. Yeah. The Rusty other, Schwartz yeah, is, is kitchen town. an incubator. Yes. Yeah. Right. And kitchen know, table advisor. Yeah. They're, they're amazing. They're, awesome. they're amazing. Yes. Um, and I would think like, because basically that's what they, they did this thing with beat generation, which are farmers out of Sebastopol. Yep, I know that Libby, yeah, Libby, Libby and, and Allie and to mm-hmm. figure out how to make their pasta yep. and to keep it going all year round. Right. But I think there, are, it sounds like there needs to be a few other systems to make this more economical on the manufacturing end. Yeah. You know, there is there there is this thing called economies of scale, um, right? And 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 exactly what that level is again depends on what you're producing. Um, and I think I think for this for where we are here and the cost of everything here, the cost of rent, commercial rent is not cheap. Um, the cost of labor, if you're going to pay a living wage to people, which I do, then that that scale's got to be you know close to a million a year in in uh, in revenues mm-hmm. and wow. yeah it, yeah, it really does it's a lot that's a lot it's, it's a, a lot, lot of jars. small runs it's yeah. a lot of small jars yeah um but it, it you know those are just um, yeah. with unless unless businesses like this are more supported by free money right right you know, I, well, no money is free. It takes a yeah. lot of time to find that well, money. Yeah, and time let's is call. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but let's say rather than loans, or, right. it's got to be in grants. It's right. got to be better, right. um, better subsidized. Right. Yeah. But I think, and I'm just like this because this is how my mind works. Just kind of going like, wow, if somebody went, because also if you have farmers that don't necessarily have a stand Mm -hmm. they don't necessarily go to the farmer's market they have individual clients or they have people that come get the stuff but they're not maybe going through the whole thing or they're leasing their uh, however it works but what if there is a way that you gather tomato day and instead of you know 100 pounds of tomatoes you get 500 pounds and that share of those products Maybe it gets distributed differently in that to people like a buy right market that just wants to, that's going to buy food and sell right. food. Right. And I don't know. It just seems like it's such a honorable profession mm-hmm. yeah. and such a beautiful thing a to thing. do. Yeah. But yeah, I, I could see that's just really hard. Yeah, I remember the day that we were doing our fig balsamic, and uh-huh. we were doing it with Catherine when she was at Tula K. Ah, uh-huh. and we started it in our kitchens, and then we brought it to her 
because it was um, we couldn't make enough for the demand at the time, which is not saying a lot because we were doing 15 case runs. Yeah. <laughs> and so she took it. And within, I would say within a year or two, she's like, Sandra, you have to take this back. It cost me more money yeah. to clean up yep. and to get yeah. it ready, to clean up, to switch the line than it does for me right. to run your stuff, which takes them 10 minutes. Which, and that's the thing with the big, I, I've always said, I don't want to be a factory. I don't right. want to be a food factory. I don't right. want to be, and you know, the, the guys at Sonoma Gourmet were great help to me yeah, when no, I first got they started. Were I love great them. packers for They're us for great a while. people. But that food is going, you know, in big tubes across the ceiling and down, and that's a factory. Right. There's there's a place for an agile, right-sized kitchen where it's not, for me, it's not about the size of the minimum run. Like, we've, right. we've raised it to 50 cases. But it's, <laughs> but it's about having enough of those in a day. Right. And if you're agile, which we are, then you can change over quickly. Those big guys, they can't change over. No. That's uh-uh. why they have right. to do these mega right. size runs. Right. So, but there has to, but I, I think also, like, the place where... You know, like Cape gets it back, or you know, someone gets it back. Can they sell it? I oh, mean, they do. They do. They sell out. Okay. So any any farm that has a CSA, right? They well, they put perfect. them in their CSAs, absolutely. And Cape has the largest CSA. Couldn't in- used to. A pseudo CSA you know, from all the products God, that you get. I tell you, <laughs> oh, Sandra, now you're talking my language. I, I look at our our shelf, and you've got to come down to the kitchen yeah, sometime and yeah. see us and see all these beautiful products we make for a lot of different mm. people. And I'm like, we need a Sonoma County CSA. And maybe and not all the farms we work right. with are strictly Sonoma County, but right. but these are all beautiful, beautiful products. Not one of them is right. mediocre. Not one. And to have a, a way to just you're the marketing no, it's genius. A subs- Let's- no, seriously, it's yeah. a subscription model. Uh, yeah. And I think you start listen, it's the synchronon. You start with, you know, a hundred members. And so you're talking about what, eight cases, nine cases of stuff and you get five things and it's a subscription and all your farmers could sell your subscriptions. And then when you get to a hundred and you figure out how that works and then you raise it and start the waiting list, I think, I mean, it's... Let's run this all through Miracle Plum and that's where people could go pick up. Yeah. Oh, I love the ladies at yeah, Miracle they're Plum. Amazing. They are awesome. They're amazing. They carry some of our products. They yeah. are. They they're, are awesome. Yeah, I'm really yeah. excited. That would be yeah. a great place for people to do a pickup of the products yeah. and then also yeah, pick up a few cool. other staples yeah. while yeah. you're there. Yeah, yeah. No, and we're right off of the freeway. Yeah. I mean, our, our kitchen is 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 on North McDowell, right off of mm-hmm. the freeway. It takes a minute yeah, to get to Are you sort of by Lagunitas? Yeah, we're up, right up the street from okay. Lagunitas. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. And yeah. most of the products that you have are, are you selling them online as well as the... So we have all the products we make for others, right? Which, which extends from Angelo Garo and his, uh, his omnivore Sicilia sauce. You know, Angelo was the guy who took Michael Pollan boar hunting. Mm-hmm. And um, <laughs> he's, awesome. he's just an awesome guy. 
and we've got what's in that sauce though oh a bunch of things he's sicilian all vegetables you know no this one is made with a tomato base Uh and then a lot of spices okay but it's but basically you're using all vegetables and fruit we're using all in almost for the for the entrepreneurs we don't we don't stick to only using farm produce right. because we need to fill the months yes. in the non-harvest time, which right. is right now where we right. are. So um, uh, now I forgot the gist I'm of sorry. the question. The, I'm sorry. The, where um, are we? the Italian boar hunting. Yeah. And then you also make... But you asked a specific well, question. Well, yeah, about, uh, about getting the things online. Yeah, about so you. we have two lines to our business. We have our branded products. Preserve Farm Kitchens has a line of four, three tomato-based sauces and two kind of what I call sauce concentrates. Um, all of them are vegan. And the, the kale basil pesto is, is very, very popular and a roasted garlic Meyer lemon sauce. Because when I create my stuff, I'm trying to use the harvest around us. Right. And right now we've got, you know, I had a guy call who had 40,000 pounds of Meyer lemons he needed oh to get rid God. of. I'm yeah. like, I can't do 40,000 right. pounds. But, you know, this is, this is, this is what happens. So doing apples, doing tomatoes, doing Meyer lemons, coming up with products. So that's one part of our business. But the bulk of our business is co-packing or making products for either the farmers or for food entrepreneurs. And what makes more money for you? The co-packing, because you don't have the marketing costs. Right. You know? But so you're getting to keep more of the money, though, that when you're actually selling it. So, I mean, uh, what I'm saying is if it's one of your products that you're keeping the entire amount instead of, instead of making less money by co-packing. Exactly. Um, And who came up with the Meyer lemon garlic? I did. Uh, I I develop all of my products. Yeah. I saw that one. What do you, okay. What was the thought process behind it? What was the thought process? And then what, what are you using it on or what do you suggest people using it for? So it started with, um, abounding harvest, uh, orchards up above, uh, down on the peninsula someplace up above Saratoga, I think. And he called me and his buyer for a thousand pounds of Meyer lemons had, had bailed on him and they were already picked and they were ready to go. And he's like, could you please take them? And so he sold them to me and I was like, okay, now what? And I, who doesn't love garlic and lemon mm. together, right? So I just started playing and, and came up with this. So it's roasted garlic, mm-hmm. um, Meyer lemon juice, finely shaved Meyer lemon zest and capers and mm. parsley and uh, I can't remember. I think that's it. All of uh, I like to keep everything really simple. Mm-hmm. You know, like the Gravenstein syrup. It's yeah. apple juice cooked. Yeah, you know, that's it. Yeah, you don't it, you don't need more than that. So that and and the thing about those two products in particular, you can use them for a variety of things because they are super concentrated, and so. You can use a tablespoon of the roasted garlic Meyer lemon sauce. My favorite thing to do with it is to reduce a little bit of white wine, reduce a little bit of cream, finish it with a tablespoon of the roasted garlic Meyer lemon sauce, and then have nice big shrimp. Put it in a bowl, Mm. put big shrimp around it with bread to Mm. dunk it in, and it's 
yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, I was thinking a little flounder and uh, yeah, whipped yeah, potatoes totally. and like just put it right over the top. Fish yeah. or just right. spread it on bread, mm-hmm. you know, for the, and grill yeah. it on the grill. Mm. Um, you can use them in salad dressings. You can use them in soups. You can use them as the base for a sauce. You know, really, your imagination can go anywhere with them. Yeah, the apple, I want to drizzle some over some roasted squash or something. Oh, Um, um, uh. so Colleen Appet-Devero in Mm -hmm. Healdsburg, she sent me a a photo one day, and she had deglazed a bunch of baby rutabagas Mm. and baby carrots and other baby root vegetables with that Gravenstein Mm. apple syrup. Because the complexity of it is, like, astounding. Yeah, anyone that hasn't had a Gravenstein apple, I don't know if there is people <laughs> that haven't had a Gravenstein uh, apple. The, the greatest thing about them is the acidity. That's that it's yeah. just, right. It makes your mouth water. Yeah. yeah. Now, how many, this is like, how much product do you get from a thousand pounds of Meyer lemons? A lot. <laughs> so are you selling so that now? Here's what we did, what we did with those lemons so that we could um, be sure to have them for a long time. Uh, the chef from Segazio Vineyards, um, whose name is Pete? This? Oh, no, not Pete. Well, there is Pete yeah. Segazio. I think his name is Pete. I'm sorry if you're listening. I, <laughs> you know, my, my mind is, um, yeah. Um, so we preserved them in salt. So that we can pull them out and use them when we need them. We do this at the hotel. And do, you, do you, have you ever packed them into five-gallon pails in salt and then put them in the freezer? That's what Is that we how do. you do them? That's what we do. That's what we do now. Yeah. And I'm thinking, we need to make that for restaurants. We need somebody mm. who will go out and sell five-gallon pails of Meyer lemon. We'll pack them oh, and sell yeah. them because there's so many this time of year. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what I was hoping the guy with the 40,000 pounds right. would want to do some of. But, yeah. <laughs> no, that's a cool idea. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's just, it, you know, I look at your notebook that says creative on the, on the front. It's the joy, right, of being in the food business. Yes. Is th- it's endless. There are a million ideas. Yeah, endless. There are a million ideas. Execution is the, yeah. is the, is the, the factor. It's the hard well, part. Well, and the cost. I mean, yeah. you Peter know. Peter Janik. Peter. Uh, Peter, Peter okay. Janik. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Thank it's you. It's definitely. Thanks, Peter. Oh, my God. I think I know him. He's great. He's, he's he awesome. He was somewhere else years ago. We did three products. For, yeah, he was. he was. He was. He was a restaurant chef before oh that. Goodness. I can't remember yeah, where. But that's yeah. so funny. I'm sure they do some stuff for their wine club members. They probably they do. do. A, they do a mustard. They do... Um, oops, so sorry. <laughs> tapping. Um, they do, we did three products for them. We did a tapenade. We did a mustard. And we did a third product that I can't remember right now. Yeah. Yeah, that's actually yeah, that's smart. Like going hitting the wineries for their clubs that and the wineries. I mean, Medlock Games. They've been a great customer for years, and whatever they've got, they bring to us. Do you do anything with Donham? No. I want to introduce you. Kicking Bull Farm. Oh no. no. Yeah, we're gonna do our outstanding in the field dinner there. Oh, nice. Are you supposed to say where it's at? They released it. 
the oh, other day. I didn't know. Oh, yeah. But their Yay. but their farm is kicking. I thought we were gonna have farm. to do we were gonna have to do some editing actually no. for a second. Okay. No, it's they just released all the places. So now are tickets available? Now till March nineteenth. Okay. So that's you yeah. know what I thought it would be fun when I started this. I still think it would be fun, but somebody else needs to do it, not me. Um, is have a have like a, a a food truck, so to speak, or a little trailer outfitted with everything you need and take it out to a field and can in the field. Yeah. You know, bring people in and just it's do great, it yeah. on the spot and maybe have a little dinner. I just, mm-hmm. I, I always thought that would be fun. Honestly, that's a great idea because the problem is logistics, but but that's what people are looking for that even come visit like, here. Yeah. They want to have Those unique experiences. experiences and that would be a, a yep. no-brainer for people. They yep. would love that. But yep. you need a different kind of truck. You need a different kind of a, yeah. it can't it, just be a food truck. Well, you can't get enough people in it. Yeah, no, 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 no. Yeah. So maybe the truck only provides, I don't yeah. know. You don't even need it. You need, you right. need those Sterno, big outdoor right. burners. Yes. But they would, they would Propane pick, burners. let's say they were picking tomatoes out there, and then, then you give them to the person that's got the kitchen on the truck while you're waiting for them to do a tomato sauce or you're a salsa wine, or yeah. you're drinking wine and then yeah. and then and then mm-hmm. they they jar a bunch of the stuff so that you at the end of the dinner you take it home with you. Actually, I did it in my driveway. Um, for a couple of years. I think it should be called Truck let's, Jam. Let's sell that one. Come <laughs> Truck Jam. We did tomatoes in my driveway with my neighbors, and um, I just set up pots on those you know, big propane burners mm-hmm. out in the driveway, and we sat at picnic tables and chopped them and then yeah. put them in the jar and cooked it, and then uh, boom, we were yeah. done. And that's something fun. those people are going to talk about exactly. for the rest yeah. of their lives. Yeah. Maybe yeah. we can add that on to a West Wine uh, VW tour. Um, <laughs> I'm thinking for <laughs> yeah. some of the people that come on that tour, that might <laughs> Maybe be fun. Not. For some of them, they would <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> Work? No. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Well, no. Uh, no. We, uh, Sam Katuri, who has a uh, 16600 winery, we talk about this every year when we talk about harvest. That you know, people come every year during harvest, and they really want to get their feet wet. They want to put their toes, and they want to squash grapes, and yeah. they want to get out in the vineyard, and yeah. they want to. And so we always, we always joke about having them come, and it would be they pay us to go pick fruit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I don't, I don't know if it would fly. I don't. I, and I think uh, sometimes people would get out there and go, "Oh, this isn't as." As fun as we imagined I thought it, it was yeah. going to be. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, a lot of yeah. the romance. You got to keep it simple. You right. have to keep it really simple and keep right. it active and do the yeah. things that the people want to do, and then and then yeah, curta- you know, add fun things that they want to do as well. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So many ideas. So yeah. if anybody's like listening and they have farm, they have a farm and they have produce and. How to like who should reach out to you? Like someone that's any of those people should reach out out to us. Um, Our website is preservefarmkitchens.com. And then what should they expect the process to be? They call you. We actually have a program that we put together last year exclusively for farms. So I developed about 
20 different recipes. I already have them costed out. I know what they are. I, you know, we're going to give it to yeah, you in smart. this jar. You're responsible for getting your labels. They know the price. They just got to bring the produce. And, and so it's a, it's a program that spells out how much produce we need to do a minimum order What's for the them. minimum amount of produce? It, it, it has, you know, on the farm program, I think it's still... Uh, our minimum production run is 25 cases still for most farms. And mm-hmm. some things it might be 50 cases, which mm-hmm. is 600 jars, right? Right. 300 to 600 jars. And it depends on the produce, but it's anywhere from, um, for like, if you're going to do strawberry jam, for example, you only need about 175, 200 pounds. Mm-hmm. And if you're going to do apple butter, we did apple butter for Filoli from all their beautiful mm. heirloom trees, and they brought 1,200 pounds of apples, and they got about a, they got close to 100 cases wow. of of eight ounce jars. What about grapes that are left out there on the vine, which I've seen in the in the past couple of years? Love would grape you be jelly. To, would you grape be able to? Grape jelly do? is awesome. You know, um, one of the one of the other things I love is how how many of our clients are really invested with us. So there's a woman named Katie Renneker who has a marvelous um, elderberry company called Carmel Berry. Mm -hmm. She makes elderflower syrup, elderberry syrup, and three elderberry or elderflower-based jams. And um, she, uh, she bought this German bladder press. Oh, wow. And we used it for the first time recently. And I, you know, this technology that's what you know, 500 years old or yeah. whatever. And so we can press things like grapes now oh, on that's site, so which is nice. But usually they can press them. Just bring me the juice, and right. I'm I'm good to go with it. Okay. Yeah. Now, Sandra, what are you staring at? What do you have? No, you we just, just got your... our first. Um, we just got our first Olivier, first bottle of our Bedrock Viognier that was um, that we got from Shake Rig Ranch. We got our first. Yum. It's going on the list on Thursday. From Morgan Twain Peterson. Yes, and Chris one of Luttrell. the most amazing winemakers in the world. Yeah, yeah, he's wow. amazing. I'm developing a Viognier-based jelly Ooh, right now. Just I, jelly? Just, just Viognier? Just a, a jelly. No, it needs something else. Yeah. So, but what uh, a perfect and this grape is, to do jelly because yeah, peaches, of the stone or fruit. Or yes. honeysuckle. Yeah. Yes, yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. So this has, I, I felt like this particular Viognier, which is from Lauer Estates up mm-hmm. in Calistoga, um, to me it had, it had citrus under notes. Yeah. And so I put a little bit of orange in it and then a little bit of green cardamom. And oh, yum. Perfect. Oh, it's so, yeah. It's so yummy. But I'm yeah. sorry, Betsy, it's not done yet. I have to do it again. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it's exciting. I mean, I don't think like, yeah, I'm just like start thinking about our farm, you know. I mean, I know we could pull. Like one year we had... Uh, I mean, stuff goes to the restaurant, but it's like yeah. it would last longer and it would be more exciting if it went into product. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, yeah. It's, it is. It's, yeah. 
My, lot, my lot refrigerator is ridiculous. Yeah. My, oh, I bet it. You must be just delicious every all, day. You only have to buy loaves of breads and, and eggs. Exactly. I need to buy yeah. meat and fresh produce. <laughs> my That's Life it. in Jars. That's a perfect <laughs> there book. There you go. <laughs> by Marilee Olson, My Life in Jars. Do you actually, do you have a brick and mortar? Do you have a store yeah. that people can walk into? We we do not. We do sell online. Mm-hmm. Um, we have had pop-ups. The front of our, our space is a perfect space for a little pop-up so last year we did two pop-ups and um yeah we we could we could do a lot a lot more of that kind of thing but we don't actually have a brick and mortar store okay our products are in northern california northern california whole foods they're at our That's good awesome. friends at That's Miracle Plum, great. they're at um, they're in Oliver's. They're we've <gasps> Andy's, we love Andy's Market <laughs> out you know out in West County. We've got some pretty good distribution. Yeah, now, That's yeah. great. Okay, now that makes me think about something. Is is a is a market like Oliver's Market able to reach out to you with what are they doing with all their stuff? I know I they're have no idea. You know they're yeah. they're better now. They do they do a lot of their own cutting up of the fruit. I yeah. think once it gets close to the point where they're not right. going to be able to sell it or stuff that's blemished, yeah, they put it in the deli containers yeah. and sell it. But, it, but there's still got to be some. You know, I don't think I think part of the problem is like like we can't just do everything, right? right. Nobody can. And there are a minimum, you know, there's a minimum poundage that we need to, to do something. So I remember having this conversation with the, the Northern California management team at Whole Foods years ago who thought, God, I wonder if we could get our produce to you. But logis- you know, there's just all this boring stuff like logistics, yeah. right? Well, and the, gas. And, uh, and gas and the cost your, to your get it to you is, and yeah. blah, 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 blah. So it, it, it hasn't quite worked out. Yeah. Um, and you need a certain amount of days. Like you can't. If you're if you're booked for four days right. straight, you can't hold some old produce for four days. Yeah, yeah It'll, exactly. You'll end up with rotten food. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah it really seems yeah. there's a lot of details. There's that a lot need of detail. It's moving it's a, parts. It's a logistics business yeah, for sure. Is. Who knew in culinary yeah, school right. I would end up in logistics? Right. But you know, or dreaming of a big equipment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I should note that um, Marilee was amazing when we were writing Plot du Jour, our second cookbook. Marilee did a lot. Boy, did a I lot eat well. Of oh our recipe God. testing for us, was which was awesome. amazing, so and we, I remember we used to meet in a in a parking lot. I felt like I was doing off. drug deals out of the truck. I was passing her ingredients and recipes, and giving me a cooler. Me a I was cooler. giving her back like, an here empty it one. is, and yeah. <laughs> uh, and I work. use that book a, quite often, actually. Oh, thank yeah. you. No, yeah, it's great. It's, it's um, it's a beautiful book. Yeah, yeah. it is. Yeah. 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 Indeed. It's old now. Like outdated already. I know I mean, you should have you should do a new cookbook. Not doing a new cookbook. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Brian. <laughs> Thank you so much. That sounds like fun. Yeah. Ooh. Oh yeah. <laughs> that's, Joy. that's all any busy uh-huh. business owner wants right. to do is and, a and the thing that makes yeah. the most money too. Oh, yeah. for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah they always sell make a million so of much those. money. All your yeah. friends are going to buy it. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, the, but not yeah. from someone like me. I give so much away. Yeah. It's not yeah. a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, so I'm just trying to think, is there any, um, did we, like, touch on everything? 
So I think so. Ways to get in touch. You can. Um, yeah. Or somebody. How about an investor? Oh, yeah. We could. We always. We need investors or, or grant money. Or grant um, money. You know, when I first. I remember very clearly after. After meeting Nancy and making her first batch of strawberry jam. And then I was sitting at the Guayaquil Cafe. I live in Sebastopol. So I was at the Guayaquil Cafe and, and, I, and, I, and I did this mind map of what this business could look at and look like. And it was like, it's, it's a preservation kitchen. So we're going to do dehydrating and we're going to do freezing and we're going to do food in, jar- Oops, food in jars. <laughs> Sorry for the thumping. And we're going to do all these things. And then you get into it and you're like, oh God, who Can't can do, do all this. that? But... I think it's important that we do do something that can expand our abilities in months, in the shoulder months, right. you know, and which, which we're in right now. So dehydration, I think, is really a way that we could That's a great have way. this idea for cauliflower popcorn that I want to do. Ooh. And, you know, just sliced blood oranges are so incredibly delicious. Yeah. But we've got a we've got a heavy lift ahead of us, mm-hmm. you know, in the um, next year. Is there a way we can get her in touch with Hillary at least until they get up and running? Uh, you know, they're not going to have. A, I was thinking about it, but they're going to be making a, they're going to make a lot of their stuff. But it's going to take a, a while for them to get their kitchen up and running. In the meantime, but, but everything the meantime, that's coming out of the ground needs no, to go somewhere. But that, that's Beat Generation. They already have their farm. But they're, but they're going to use all, everything. They do Beat use, Generation. Yeah. Oh, they, I've been in long conversations yeah, they, with them. Yeah, they're they're now moving into their own commercial kitchen. Right. Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah. And they their pastas whole, are phenomenal. Yeah, they're doing yeah. a great job. But that's yeah. who leases their farmland. Yeah. So, so we okay. had Hillary, who's the landowner. Right. They're doing a whole homestead called West County Wild. Mm-hmm. Yeah, West County Wild, mm-hmm. which is awesome. Like yeah. a baker is going to be there, and um, they have a kitchen manager, and nice. the farm is there, and they're going to do the goats are being born this week, which is yep. so cute. Cool. But um, I I have an idea too. Of course I do. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you do. No, I, I need do. to see you I more do. often. I know because yeah. I'm just like thinking we do some work with, and this isn't just me. I think other people could be in this space. We do curated tastings for wineries, like mm-hmm. where we do their food pairings. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times we're giving these wineries every couple days depending on their volume of business, squeeze bottles full of stuff or little pastry bags mm-hmm. full of s- different types of sauces. Mm-hmm. I mean, how great would that be to have these? Um, I mean, I bet we could go through, you know, 300 jars of something with a client or two. Mm, nice. Yeah, yeah. I have to think yeah. that through. Yeah. Yeah. Someone actually came in saw me the other day that had done a tasting at Cayman and said that they had had some. Right. Um, stuff from us. And from we don't thing. even do like a major thing with them. No. You know, it's interesting because the, the, the nuts and bolts of actually preserving food are actually so simple. Yeah. I but swear. you have to have the space and time, and a lot you, of restaurants do. don't. So. Yeah, no, they don't. Yeah. They absolutely don't. Yeah. I mean, Sandra's yeah. tried, though. We I have know tried. she has. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I we'll keep trying. We try and say, okay, what can we do? It's off yeah. season. You know, this is the time we are doing a lot of charcuterie, mm-hmm. getting ready. You know, yeah. we're not going to have time in the busy season. Yeah. Right. And like, what right. other things can we be really yeah. doing now? Yeah. 
Exactly. You know, I'm going to have to do a lot. All of our wine is coming in. <laughs> People need to come and drink some wine. Um, I'll come. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. I just but remember drying cool. tomatoes on top of the yes, roof at, at a state, at a state or hanging uh, um, the persimmons, persimmons in the, um, yeah. the you know, in different whatever yeah, space we you did, can find. Yeah, we did a lot of stuff. I mean, those are all such beautiful things, right? That's just, yeah. you know, beautiful, beautiful work. Mm-hmm. It makes you feel good too. It does. Yeah. It yeah. does. I, one of the other, so I, I don't know how much more time we have, but a while ago, um, uh, what he's the he's the manager now at Costa Brown, I think. Kenny Rochford is mm. his name, and he brought a bunch of oranges. He had this idea for a school garden project where the kids would go out and glean whatever fruit was in season. Oh, I love it. And, and what we did were, was Scottish marmalade because mm. he's Scottish and he brought his grandmother's recipe and he brought, I don't remember how many pounds of, of oranges that were gleaned in the neighborhood where his kid goes to school. Yeah. And then they took that product back and they sold it and they raised $2,000 for their school garden. Yeah. Wow. Can you that's, imagine that's getting phenomenal. kids involved that is so in something smart. like this where they go and they, would love that. they pick it and then they get to come to the kitchen and, and they see do this, it. You know, this is how you we make it. You should get on everybody's curriculum in and their then, schools. And then they take it away and sell it instead of, you know, bad you know chocolate what? and bad cookies. I think we put that out there right now. My daughter goes to Hillcrest, yes. but she also went to Gravenstein and they are always looking for, we have a fundraiser coming up that's a bunch of the adults going someplace and drinking bourbon and and um, oh gee, what? they had to twist your arm for yeah, that one, didn't I'm, they? I don't think That's it's too good, bad. I just don't think it's a good idea for all the parents to be out drinking <laughs> I bourbon. Think you guys need um, a bus. But, is what you need. And instead of yes. us selling C's candy, exactly. What are we doing? Why aren't exactly. we using products yes. that are grown yes. here, right around the schools? Have the kids doing it, and then they have a little sense of ownership with those products exactly. and are selling them to I selling them back the to the parents. I oranges that are in this jar of marmalade. Right. You bet. They would. They're all over it. Kids love it. It, okay. it, we only did it one time, but uh, that I need, I need, I need, I'm still, I, I have great people on my team, but there's still a lot of the business that is all on me. Yeah. So if somebody out there wants to pick that project up and carry it, come and see me because oh, I think it's, yeah. I think okay. it could be a national program. Right. I'm not kidding. It's, no, I think so. I think you're totally right. right. Principal Dietz at Hillcrest yep. throwing yeah. down the gauntlet. And um, is the GM still listening to our podcast from the Fairmont? Edward Rowe? I, Edward, he loves doing community projects. Well, let's, let's yeah. see. Yeah. Ed, yeah. Sounds like word. there's a challenge there yeah. for Sonoma <laughs> schools, Sonoma right? Sonoma schools, I mean, we work with El Verano a lot, so mm-hmm. um, I know that we do community outreach. Yeah, so let's, yeah that'd yeah. be a cool thing. And Kathleen Hill could, could mm-hmm. put in her two cents, mm-hmm. get her in there digging some holes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, that would be fun. God, we need people that so we can just things. pay to do all this stuff. Oh, if only somebody like that existed. Yeah. Yes. 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 <laughs> I mean, we meet some of them. Some of them have been on the podcast, right? <laughs> One There's is on the lot. podcast right. now. Imagine. I know. Yeah. Exactly. I know. Exactly. I mean, it's it's um, it it really. It, I I tell you, when I did that first jar of jam for Nancy, I mean, I'm a chef, but by background and by trade, but. I had never made 
preserves or jam before. My grandmother did all that stuff and put it all in the pantry down in the basement, right? And and I blurred out, let me make this for you. And 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 I did. And yeah, it was, be careful it what was you wish easy for. and it was so fulfilling. Yeah. You know, it's why that whole industry, you know, the ball jar company's sales went four hundred percent in wow. one year wow. several years ago when all this yeah. got started. So it's it's just rewarding. And and I think now more than ever we can appreciate that we we just can't we can't be wasting as much as we've wasted. Yeah. And no, and I I'm agree. I'm in there with everybody else. I you know, I Yeah. Do you know we um in season, we have our neighbors bring us their figs mm-hmm. and we give them back the value in a gift card. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Which Perfect. is awesome. People yes. love it. Yeah. 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 Our listeners have heard that before. Yeah. For sure. But, <laughs> yeah. it's, but, but it's, it's such a but great it's idea. Like, it works for us because then we can do fig flights. We get different yes. varieties and, you yeah. know. And I know there are neighborhoods that yes. get together and, and they and they can as a neighborhood. And I think that's yeah. fabulous. In fact, my it's Scott Stevenson, who works for us and does our sales and marketing, his neighborhood canned tomatoes last year canned something i can't remember what but as a neighbor you know they all had their abundant gardens and they all Mm -hmm. got together and did it yeah you know it's it's and could the kids come to you could they bust the kids to you and do it in your kitchen i wouldn't let the kids in the kitchen because it's a dangerous place right i mean you're talking about liability but you're talking about a lot of life but they could come and get a tour of the kitchen and they could come and watch for a bit right. so that they can see the process, right? Yeah, that right? would be cool. And then, and then when it's done, they take it away. I'm yeah. taking this on. I'm, I'm going Yay. to our, oh, I'm nice. going to the principal because okay. we're coming into the time it. where we're, yeah. we're going to have produce coming up. Yeah. And let's see if um, at least my daughter's seventh grade class would be willing to take this on. Yeah, yeah. 300 jars. Absolutely. Right. I mean, yeah. what should they get? What should they try and find in the next month or two? Uh, let's see. What do we have? Because we're still citrus. There's still plenty of citrus. But, you know, I, I'm a huge marmalade fan, but it's the least selling of all the jam categories. All, all the, the parents preserve, are going to buy you know. it no matter what. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. This is true. <laughs> yeah. And it makes great salad mm-hmm. dressing, folks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, but even syrups, so, yeah. even citrus syrups, we can do. S- but you need much more volume. We need a lot of sugar. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think what makes sense is apples, tomatoes. But it's not things apple that, season. Yeah. I, but I'm talking. We're talking about doing this every year, right? So yeah, right. Um, That's true. Yeah. 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 I mean, the best time would be to do to. You live in Sebastopol, if you. So I live in Roner Park. Oh, in Roner Park, there's a Hillcrest. No, there's not. Oh. No, don't tell the school I don't live there. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Whoops. How many faux pas is that for me? No, it's okay. Nobody can remember. We're involved in 4-H in in Sebastopol as well. Yeah. So we we know people that have. You know, my my really like our calendar from starting probably early July through mid November is packed. Okay. We right. don't need to do any so more tomatoes. We do fifty thousand pounds of tomatoes. December to season. June. Yeah, we need December to June. Okay. So strawberries start coming on, but those aren't big, big producers. Right. Think about mixing How about dilly things. beans. Can you do stuff like we that? Don't do pickles. 
Do you you remember don't do I tried to do panini oh, yeah, 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 because yeah, they have yeah. to be hand packed. Yeah, it's expensive to hand pack products. Right. Yeah. It's. Do you still sell any pickles? No. No. Yeah. Because. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so. So it sounds like strawberries would strawberries, be strawberries. Um, any citrus. Mm-hmm. Um, but what if you cut up the beans? What else do we have? You can do like relishes and stuff. Yeah, relishes. Yeah. But once you start down that path, it's, you know, this is technical information, but the that's an acidified and, food and it has right. to be inspected yeah. by, the, right. by the state. Right. So it adds right. to the cost. Yeah. But, um, you know, I'm happy to do relishes and things as mm-hmm. long as we can automatically fill them, right. you know, and not have to hand yeah. fill. Yeah. Um, so. Uh, we have two fig seasons, don't we? One, yeah, June and like September, June and August. Yeah, or just it. Ch- who knows what it'll be this year? Yeah, well, changes every year. And let me try and find the guy that came into the tasting room that day when when you were collecting figs and we were picking figs in the parking and lot. He said and he had a million. He said, "I have forty fig trees that oh I am not doing wow. anything with." Yeah. Let me see if I can find out exactly. I don't think it was a canard, but I'll. I'll Ask Sam if he knows who that was. I think it was the guy that was bringing the the uh, prunes to us as well. Yeah. Oh, I love those prunes. And you know, back to the school, you know, the school canning garden project. If if the kids go on a field trip to pick that stuff, because I know farm to pantry takes kids. Yeah, out, that's awesome. That that's a they great. go and they pick it. And then they bring it to us, and they get the tour, and then they get to go and sell fig jam. Right. Then that's a win-win for everybody. Yeah, that's the best way yeah. because that's the other labor source. I mean, it breaks is, my heart every year. Farm, all the apples no, yeah. on my street, right. on my property. Yeah, you know, yeah. even yeah. I don't own it, but um, yeah, that yeah, that aren't getting used. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we have a lot to think about, a lot to make happen. I know. Yay. Yay. I love that. I'll do anything for I my daughter, that. though. So. I know. Nice. You're a good daddy. Yeah. Good, good, good. Hillcrest yeah. is just, that's, that's on Bloomfield Road, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I go by. I live, uh, I live right up the road. Sorry about the traffic in the morning and the afternoon. <laughs> I don't go with those hours. I'm going to go the back way. <laughs> it's a nightmare. <laughs> I I oh, it's terrible. I'm trying to oh, find a way to helicopter the God, kids in. exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, this yeah. was fun. So the website, one more time, is, is Preserve Farm Kitchens. Don't put www for whatever reason. It's hosted differently. So just do preservefarmkitchens.com, okay. and uh, that will take you to our website. And if you want to contact me personally about any of this, my email is m olson m o l s o n like the Canadian beer, <laughs> at preservefarmkitchens.com. And, uh, yeah, I look forward to hearing from your, from your listeners. Is there any of that apple syrup still available? Yes, there is. Okay. And okay. I need some of that. I'm doing a, a vegan winemaker dinner in April, and I think when you started talking about the carrots, I'm like, we need some of that. I will give you. Uh, we've got it in a 12-ounce bottle and an 8-ounce bottle. I will get you a bottle. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's it's good stuff. All right. Well, if you want to listen to any of our la- latest, previous, past episodes, um, you can always go to thebitegoeson.com. Got a lot of stuff on there for you. A lot of content that Sondra works very hard at maintaining. Mm-hmm. And we would love some reviews. 
if you are able to do that, subscribing is actually... I think we should stop asking. We don't want any reviews. No, you, actually, do not, we don't. Do <laughs> don't not, review us. Do not review us. <laughs> well, you know what? Here's, here, don't, but, just don't. Listen just if don't. you like we us. Just don't want don't. You know what? Don't, don't review. Here's what we want. Yeah. We want you to subscribe. And it's, by subscribing, it's not costing you anything. It's not like we're charging you. By subscribing, all that means is that when we have a new podcast that comes out, it gives you a little notification that says, hey, there's a new show available. Not only that, it push, it bumps you up in the big scheme of numbers and algorithms on all these things. R- put, uh, us or the, the listener? <laughs> no, us, our podcast. <laughs> okay, so... It's like if you just go on to Apple and you do a search, you know, you open it up and you hit discover, yeah. you're going to get like the top dozen podcasts right. that people listen to the most. Now right. I know we're never going to get there as much as I keep trying. It's hard to beat NPR it's, <laughs> and the it New is, York Times. Your right. focus. No, but, exactly. But, but at, at the same time, we're not having fundraisers that are driving you exactly. crazy when you're listening That's for true. certain times of the year too. Yeah. So we're doing this all yeah, on we're our doing own time. Good. Right. Yeah. All right. And um, you can find us on all the social media platforms. You can follow us at Byte Talk on Instagram. Always check out some of the content there. We uh, do appreciate you. Don't forget, we have tickets available on thegirlinthefig.com. Go to events for second helpings um, with Gibson Thomas Thompson. Thomas, Thomas, Thomas Gibson, yeah. Thomas from, from Edible. Edible Marin and Wine Country, yeah. and we're really excited. A really delicious lamb dinner, and the date is spring April nineteenth. April nineteenth, Sunday, okay. five thirty. Okay, should be really fun. And uh, photographer Dawn H. I can't pronounce her last name. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but we're really excited. So get your tickets. It's going to be a great dinner. Okay, and then if you want to um, check out. The first time I've ever heard of a vegan winemaker dinner, and the winemaker is <laughs> is not vegan. <laughs> it's, it's that we are doing four courses of vegan food with uh, Dane Sellers. So Bart Hansen from Dane Sellers, and we're going to have some of Miyoko's products on there as well. And it sounds like we're going to have some um, apple syrup to put on these beautiful heirloom carrots that we're going to serve. Um, you can just call the Fairmont in Sonoma and tell them you want to go to the dinner, and they will... Take a secure pay and email you, and and you can come check it out. Wow, so much good food, so little time. Oh, exactly, right? We're mm. we're kind of lucky where we live. Oh, we are. <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah. that was ever. very good, brand ambassador. Yeah. Good job. Oh, I got to get that in there, right? I mean, this is going to be a cool thing. This is we're going to start doing winemaker dinners every month, and um, and uh, so you'll probably hear me mention a couple other ones. We're going to do some fun stuff, so. You mentioned Costa Brown. We're going to do so, uh, something with Costa Brown, and um, but also paired with Bree and Alex Kanzler, who have the Kanzler Vineyard out there in oh, West yeah, County, yeah, yeah. and um, and do a side by side with some of their wines. So it'll be fun. Nice. All right, this has been uh-huh. fun. Thank you guys for listening. We do appreciate you. We will look forward to talking to you next week. Oh, and get those tickets if they're not already sold out for the the There's dinner you're left. doing. Yeah. No, no, for um, the out in the field, outstanding, outstanding in the field, in the field March nineteenth. Because but those, this is gonna um, those tickets have already be, be gone sold. before yeah. the show airs. Okay, probably. Well, maybe someone will. They scalp can go them. to somewhere else. Someone yeah. can get them scalped. Outstanding in the field. Three okay, times the price. we're gonna go now. <laughs> have a great day. Thank you, Sandra right. Thanks, and Mary Lee. So this nice having you. Great fun. Thanks. Thanks. Mary Lee.